Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of SIDCast. I'm your host, David Gibson, and with me today is Nick Bowman of the South Atlantic Conference with me. Nick, how's your day going? Not too bad, just getting ready for the spring preseason. Yep, uh, as far as, you know, what's going on at Evansville here, I got here two weeks ago from tomorrow, and it has rained every single day. And I, and I, and I hate it, and... I'm ready for warm weather. I'm ready for it to stop raining and, you know, the wind to not hurt my face. Um, all right. Thank you, everyone, for, uh, you know, downloading, subscribing, rating, reviewing. I'm doing a little housekeeping things I like to do. You guys know beginning of each episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I'm really professional and I cough. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, using backslash uh, Sports Infocast. And you can always email me. Anytime, sportsinfocast at gmail.com because I love to hear from people. Nick has emailed me before. Uh, I got a couple other people emailing me before. Um, say what you want. Tell me you hate it. I don't care. I just love to hear from you. So, all right, we'll get started, Nick. How does that sound? Sounds like a plan. All right, so you graduated from Western Carolina University. What got you into sport management? Whenever I uh, went to Western Carolina, I Went there to be a teacher at the beginning. I didn't really know that sports, even there were jobs in sports, to be honest with you. And um, I changed my major to communication about midway through my sophomore year. And uh, I just started researching and finding out that there were actually jobs in sports. And I was a pretty decent writer, and I loved being around sports. So I kind of pursued sports information slash media relations whenever I uh, changed my major. Uh, after WCU... You went directly to the SOCOM where you spent nine years. Why Why a conference as opposed to a, a, a single school? Whenever I, uh, I graduated from Western, there was an internship opportunity at the Southern Conference. And um, since Western Carolina was in the Southern Conference and the Southern Conference office was about 30 minutes from my house, it made sense just to uh, take an internship there and, and, you know, thank God I got it. So I was able to live at home because, you know, when you're interning, you're making, what, $800 a month, no benefits, no nothing. So mom was there. She kind of supported me a little bit. And as soon as the internship with the Southern Conference got done, it was just an opening at the Big South. And that's where I spent nine years was uh, at the Big South. Um, So what was, like, your opportunity, your, your break into the business when you were at Western Carolina? I started noticing that internships needed, you know, a year of experience, a year of experience. So what I did is I just went to our um, athletic department, found the, the SID, and I said, hey, Mike, you know, do you have any internships? And he said, yeah, of course. So um, thankfully, at Western Carolina, you could do your internship on campus. You didn't have to go off campus to finish your internship or whatever. So I uh, I just got involved with him and ended up spending two years in their athletic. And I was the contact for women's soccer and the secondary contact for baseball. It was cool because being at a 1AA back then, now it's FCS school, I was able to do a lot, you know, get in there for the day-to-day. I statted soccer games, wrote the recaps for it. You know, I would come in after road games and go to the office Post the story, write the story, you know, do the stats and all of that. And um, with baseball, what I really liked is um, Mike pretty much let me do whatever I wanted. It was Mike Kaywood. He's now at Coastal Carolina now. And um, he, he let me do it all. He let me stat the game. 
and write the recap and do pretty much anything I wanted to do with baseball. He just <laughs> one time I uh, he needed me to, to do the scoreboard and I was like, "Hey, would I'd rather stat and write?" And he was like, "Well, find somebody to run the scoreboard for me." So I, I brought one of my friends down and and they ran the scoreboard so I could do the other stuff. So. It was, it was pretty cool. I was able to uh, jump in there and, and get a lot of experience doing a lot of stuff. Um, was there, going back to kind of when you got into the SOCON and then even the Big South, was there anything different with those duties as opposed to what you did at Western Carolina? Big time. Being at a conference office is 100,000% different than being at a school. Um, the luxury of being at a conference office is we don't have to go to games every night. And, and that's that's sort of my speed because I've, I've got a little girl and, and there's no way I could do that. Um, and um, when you're at the conference office, it's more like reporting, you know, leaning on the schools because if, if the schools don't do what they do, then I can't do what I need to do. So it's a lot different with in the all-conference processes and all that stuff. It's It's – it's more like like keeping things going rather than like being at games and like right. you know so so it's it's a lot different. I've you know when I was at Western and, and going to games and, and all that stuff, it was different. So so being here, it's more like they give me what I need to post where I need to post. Um, so the SAC came knocking the South Atlantic Conference uh, a couple of years ago, and what drew you to Rock Hill and D two as opposed like coming from the Big South Conference? Uh, briefly describe that process. Okay, um, the Big South Conference is, is located in Charlotte, and um, Rock Hill is basically twenty minutes down Interstate seventy seven from Charlotte. And I lived in Fort Mill, South Carolina. It's it's like midway between Rock Hill and uh, Charlotte. And I was at the baseball tournament, um, the, the Big South baseball tournament, and um, the associate commissioner at the Big South was friends with Patrick. He's the commissioner here, Patrick Brintz, he's the commissioner here at the South Atlantic Conference, and she said that um, there's an assistant commissioner job open at the SAC, so I was like, the SAC, you know, what is that? And and then she was like, the South Atlantic Conference, so, so I kind of Googled it, and I was like, oh, Carson Newman, I know them, LR, I know them, you know, some of the you know, names around our league. And I was like, you know what, this might be a pretty cool thing. So I applied and, and, um, I just fell in love with it. Cause I, cause I was able to do a little bit more with like championship administration here. Um, being on NCAA committees here, I'm actually going to be the national media coordinator for the NCAA division two wrestling championships this year. And, one thing that I've noticed with Division Two, because the Big South was an FCS league, Division One, but you know FCS, so it was tough in a lot of sports where our conference champion, tournament champion, in this region with North Carolina, Clemson, South Carolina, Virginia, in this region, Duke, you know, art. turned out very good except for coastal carolina men's soccer you know they uh they went to the sweet 16 and coastal carolina baseball won the national championship last year their last year in the um in the big south but um one thing that i've noticed here at the south atlantic conference is is in division two it's it's more competitive nationally our league is you know we're, we're always making 
deep runs into the playoffs. You know, we had uh, Wingate win the national championship this year in soccer, which is our first national championship. We'd been there. We'd been to the final eight times. You know, we had LMU in there in basketball last year. Um, lost to Augustana. Uh, Carson or Lenoran football was there three years ago. They ran into Northwest Missouri State, which is basically the Ohio State of Division Two football. We all know that, <laughs> but um, but it's it's pretty cool because like you know, there's more all, all Americans. You know, there's we had a national player of the year this year, and it was it was just something that I didn't see much of when I was at the Big South Conference because you know it's FCS, and I'm, I'm not saying that one's better than the other, but you know. When you make it to the tournament, you know, the Big South would win a couple games, you know, here and there. But it was just like as soon as, you know, it was time to play North Carolina or time to play Duke or something like that, it was just, you know, the, the parity is just not there. So, <clears throat> excuse me, if anyone was to consider uh, applying to a conference SID positions, what are some mm-hmm. things you suggest that they, they would have to consider or like some things that they would expect out of the job? One thing I've noticed is you got to be a solid rider because writing, you know, you're always writing either all conference stories, player of the week stories, um, a good designer too, because every, every now and then, or well, not every now and then, but all the time, like you can't just write something without making a graphic for it, you know, and, um, we have a partnership with score shots. We just started this year and, and that's great. You know, it's, it's basically templates that you just drop pictures into at, you know your text too but but for the most part you, you definitely need like a solid you know background in like writing and design and time management that that's the thing is because you have all these sports going on all at once and you, you got to be able to devote the time to every sport that it needs um in design you need to be good at in design because you're doing reports and things like that but um that's what I would say if somebody was wanting to apply for a conference office. And you got to have thick skin because when you pick those players of the week and those some of them aren't happy, you kind of got to have a little bit of thick skin. But it's all in good fun, you know. Everybody's, you know, a team. So at the end of the day, everybody still loves each other. <clears throat> you briefly touched on it there for a moment. And uh, this episode will be coming out, you know, two weeks. And we, t- and we talked about it last week with, with uh, Kelvin Quillies. A little bit, just a wee bit. Um, so, like you said, the SAC is in Rock Hill. SOCON is based out of Charlotte. You have to compete with the ACC, SEC, SOCON, Big South, everybody, every, you know, basically major Division One power in that area. How do you get... Uh, recognition for those students of the week student athletes of the week or, or anything else that happens in the SAC um when you're competing with all those big schools you, you just have to know your markets and um our markets in the South Atlanta Conference are, are pretty good because you have Catawba up in Salisbury um which basically covers that that little area of North Carolina then you have Queens and Charlotte so we get some of the Charlotte market um and Queens is doing unbelievable this year in men's basketball they're number three in the country it's, it's unbelievable um and then the knoxville market where lmu carson newman and tusculum are they're pretty they're good to us they uh because carson newman's it's been around for years you know so so that market's always pretty well and with lincoln memorial success and men's basketball you know carson newman's success in football tusculum's you know success in baseball 
So, so that, that Knoxville market's always pretty good to us. And um, then we have the South Carolina market. We have Greenville, South Carolina. That's basically where Coker is. And then you have um, the Asheville market in the mountains of, uh, of um, North Carolina. And, and that, that kind of covers Brevard and, and uh, Lenore Rhine. So you basically, what I try to do is, is every time I'm at a champion or event, you know, because we're on campus, you know, every now and then, I just like to find out, like, who's there covering and, and try to go talk to them and say, hey, I'm Nick, you know. And a lot of them, since everything's so digital nowadays and, and they want to keep their websites as fresh as possible, you know, they're they're craving content. So it's it's uh, nice when you have those relationships and you can send them stuff and they're like, okay, great. You know, and sometimes, you know, you embargo them something and they're like, this is awesome. You know, so, so, so just developing a relationship with them, you know, trying to meet them, talk to them and figure out what they need so you can give them what they need or want. So you've obviously been in your career a while with two to three different conferences on two different levels. What are I mean, you've you've talked about it a little bit, but specifically, what are some key major differences between Division One and Division Two? The biggest difference between Division One and Division Two, um, past the scholarships and all that stuff, is that Division Two is is regional based, like. Um, our region, we have the Peace Belt Conference and Conference Carolinas. So, like, when you go to your regional, for, for example, men's basketball, when you go to your regional, you're playing teams in your region. So, you're not going to say North Carolina, they play in the West region, they have to fly out to Sacramento or something like that. For the, Whereas ours are in the Southeast region. So, if you win your region, that's a big deal because you're playing the best teams where you are but one thing one downside about it is is you can only get one team into the final four and you know what i'm saying so yeah so so it comes out of your region and then you know so there whereas last year in hoops we had um four teams in the round of 32 and then we had two in the sweet 16 and it was just an unbelievable men's basketball year for us last year in the ncaa tournament but that that's the major difference and also from the sid office it a big difference is there's not as many staff. You know, there's there's one-man shops. I'm a one-man shop. Lenoron's a one-man shop. Then you have your two-man crews. And then your bigger schools, your bigger Division two schools like Wingate and Carson Newman, you know, they're able to have three or four people in there. So that that's the biggest difference is, is, is regionally based and just kind of smaller SID offices. Uh, which one has uh, been the most challenging for you? contact for 19 sports all by myself um and we're adding indoor track uh-huh. next year so so we're bumping up to 20 but that, that's been that's been the major like thing and then we started doing video this pat uh two years ago we invested in uh in video equipment so now i'm, I'm producing a weekly sad cast and then we're doing highlights for football volleyball and men's women's basketball and the cool thing about that is, is we're using the game tape exchange systems. Like we use Huddle for our football highlights. We use um, Crossover for volleyball and um, Synergy for men's women's basketball. But um, the biggest challenge is just keeping up with your time, you know, because championship season comes around and then you're getting ready for championships. And our presidents, they like to have 
the spring championships done before May. So it's the, right. they want the student that they want the student athletes to go into their exams not having to worry about wrapping up a championship. They want them to go in and be able to focus on their academics, focus on their finals, and get them done. So the month of April is crazy for us. I mean, we have a championship every weekend. Some weekends we have two championships. So that that's that, that that's I would say is the challenge. Uh, like you said, you're a one man shop. Um, is there anything that you've had previously at Western Carolina or the SoCon or the Big South that you wish you had at the SAC? An intern, like a full-time intern. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be great. We're actually uh, trying to, um, to get a full-time intern here. We're, we, we applied for a grant from the NCAA, and fingers crossed we get it. So, so that, that's one thing. Like just We do have students from uh, Winthrop, Winthrop's down here in Rock Hill, they're a big South school who, um, they've used us a lot for their internship to graduate. So I'm able to have one, you know, pretty much every semester. So that helps, but you know, it, it would be nice to have like a full-time year long intern that, you know, where you build some continuity with that you've already trained once in the fall. You don't have to train again in the spring, but, um, I basically now just started this past years basically letting the interns like write player of the week stories and write stories i i used to not do it because i didn't trust them but if they're if i don't let them try then who's gonna let them try so basically just get them some experience and and it helps me because i've noticed that they're better writers than i thought they were so it, it's pretty cool to uh to see them grow and and to get the help, it's it's nice, but it would be nice to have like a year long intern. Kind of going off a tangent on that, personally, what was that like when you had to kind of let go of one of those responsibilities and, and let them write a story? I'll, I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you my own story. And I, and I know Zach, you're listening from from your new job in Michigan. Uh, my very first story I ever wrote was uh, from a UND track meet for, in, from Indianapolis for the school that I was previously at. And uh, Zach, my my boss, he control a the whole thing and then deleted. And, and he got rid of my whole thing. And that was my very first story. And I kind of learned my lesson after that, that I needed to step up my game. So what what was that like when you had to let go and let them do more work? And what, what would you suggest to other people who, who should probably let go and do the same? My thing was is... I was just like, let's see how good they can write. And I was I was shocked. I was surprised. I was like, wow, they're pretty good. You know, I mean, granted, you know, it, it's always scary because, like, you're like, okay, I'm going to let them do this. And then, then you're worried. It's like, am I going to have to go back and rewrite it? You know what I'm saying? Where it would be quicker if I, I would just do it the first time and just be done with it. But um, but I've learned that, that like, it it's pretty cool because – they make mistakes, but it's like they don't know where to put a comma, or they they put the number four rather than spelling out four. So, so you just kind of have to have to teach them along the way, and and it's not like we're writing huge stories, anyways. Um, so so it's cool. It's usually a couple paragraphs, but um, but letting go and, and trusting them has been a huge huge help. And I would say that if you can, and plus just letting them learn, you know, because it seems like nowadays like. I know when I was in communication, my one of my a 
assignments, I guess you could say, for lack of a better word, was to get published. Right. And um, so this this gives them a chance to write something and have it published. So it's pretty cool. Um, back to kind of the one man shop deal. Uh, how do you juggle all those duties? Like you mentioned, being primary contact for nineteen, almost twenty sports. How do you have time to fit in? You know, a podcast into your day. Just time management. Um. I, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast in April, and I wouldn't be able to do it in November because that, that's when you know all our championships are going. You, you just gotta. One thing that that I did is I cut out doing like those reports, you know, that like some some leagues do, like the InDesign. Like I do one for football and one for men's women's basketball, and we used to do an e report, and basically all that was was the interactive PDF on the uh, on the website. But what I what I found is like people weren't really using them. Mm-hmm. You know the, the soccer's and the volleyball. You know the the sports that, that don't have like the huge draws of football, basketball, softball, and baseball things like that. Um. So I, so I just cut them out, and because everything that was on the e report was on the stats section of our website. So I'm just you, you got to find like what's worth your time and what's not worth your time. And and I found that, that, that cutting out reports not only was kind of helped, but, you know, it was it just kind of streamlined everything because everything's right there in the stats. But um, you just got to have crazy time management skills. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you come in and you, you have a planned out what you're going to do every day. Um, the, one of the tough transitions is going to be in – about two weeks whenever the spring sports start and then because on monday we're going to be doing four player of the week stories in one day and on tuesdays we're going to be doing two and then when, when basketball finishes up we'll, we'll be down to four and two so because you got to line those up with when the national ones are released so because you want to nominate your player of the week for national so, so you got to get that done first right. and then if the if the person's you know worthy for a nomination you can just send it on over so that that's the main thing is just having your day planned what's going to happen you know what's going on and just staying on top of it um how about let's see for others who are going to be a one man or one woman shop at any level um at any school any place how how do you suggest handling all of uh those responsibilities uh to be productive and not so overwhelmed well, basically if if you can get help get it you know because because mm-hmm. any help is, is is good i know um a lot of our schools have unbelievable student staffs like um john cars at lenoron's got all kinds of good student help um if i was at a school one thing that i that some of the people at um our schools have talked about was was going to those classes, you know, talking to professors saying, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, you know, with whoever, you know, we have spots open in our athletic departments. It's a great way for, for students to get experience. And um, that, that's what I did. I went to uh, Winthrop and spoke to a class, and I've gotten two interns who said, I remember when you came to my class, you know. And so, so basically just get yourself out there and, and, you know, try to find help. And if you can't, then, you know, just – work hard, you know, stay on it, 
make lists, make checklists upon checklists upon checklists. And that way everything you know is, is, is done and you're kind of moving to where you need to be. Um, ha- for all the, like, uh, the, the people at institutions, what can they do to kind of help out a conference SID or, or what are some things that they need to do? I mean, what, what kind what have you noticed? I know that's kind of a weird question, but. Not miss deadlines. <laughs> I know, I know it happens and I, and I miss deadlines too, but, but if that's one thing that I could, you know, give advice to someone at an institution is, you know, those play of the week deadlines, you know, all conference deadlines, nomination deadlines, the, those, cause it, it keeps the flow going. Cause like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty strict about player of the week deadlines, like 10 o'clock is 10 o'clock. You know? And, and, and our people, they're generally excellent at, you know, getting those deadlines, but sometimes you have a coach, you know, for all conferences, like, oh man, you know, I forgot to do that. And, you know, or you'll have, you know, oh, I thought I nominated that person. And then you got to stop. <laughs> and you just sometimes on Presto, if somebody votes, that's it. That ballot is locked and it's done. So, so it's, it's tough, but, but if someone that hasn't voted, you know, I can, I can go into the back end of the website and, you know, okay, we got her added or we got him added. We're good to go. But, um, just keeping up with deadlines that that's probably the, the main thing I would say that, that is the biggest help from schools to a conference office. Uh, we haven't really talked about it on other podcasts, and I, and I just thought of it. What's the relationship like between coaches and, and SIDs? Um, I'm, I usually have a pretty good relationship with uh, with my coaches. I let the media relations directors lead, uh, liaison that more for me, like on the media relations side of it. I usually, you know, I'll send the, the email out to the coaches. Hey, you know, all conference voting starts in an hour, you know, it's due here, you know, and then, then like if when I'm checking it and, you know, some schools are running late or haven't voted yet, I, I typically go straight to the, to the media relations and, and let them kind of deal with that because on campus, they, they have more of a working relationship, you know, of, um, more jovial, I guess right. you could say, whereas, whereas, whereas me between coaches is more professional, but I also administrate baseball. I'm the baseball administrator here. So, I've got a really good relationship with those coaches because I'm talking to them, you know, on the preseason calls, you know, the coaches committee call, and then the baseball championship. So, so with the baseball championship or the baseball coaches, I have more of a personal relationship. You know, I, I know them a little bit. You know, which we, we're we're more chatty. So, with with baseball related stuff, I I kind of go straight to the coaches. But for the most part, I let the school's media relations directors liaise that for me. Um. How do you explain what you do to your daughter? Uh, she she's only five, so she uh, she knows that like I go in her mind, I go and watch football games and I go and watch <laughs> basketball games. Right. And that that's pretty much you know what she does. Um, she made a little video. She was we were. It's, it's kind of a funny story. I had to pick her up from school. And I needed to come back and, and wrap a couple things up. And I had the video on or the camera on and the streaming laptop was open. And 
and it was streaming in. It, it wasn't recording, but it was streaming in. And she had the microphone, and she was like, you know, so so like I just hit the capture button and, and made a quick little video. It, it was hilarious. She was like, my dad, he makes videos, and then he goes to basketball games and football games. So, <laughs> so so in her mind, all I do is just sit around and watch sports. <laughs> Sounds like what a what a lot of uh broadcasters did because i did that when i was little I, I used to mute like ncaa football on the xbox and i would commentate myself so and now i kind of work with radio and everything so it kind of all works out that way maybe she'll do a little something like that one day um what's your favorite memory from your professional tenure so far my favorite memory let's see I loved being at the Elite Eight and Final Four last year with LMU. That that was a cool experience. I'd never really been there when a team was that deep into the playoffs. So so it was cool to, to be there and, and be you know around you know the event and the games, the excitement of the games. And that game against West Liberty was an unbelievable game. Uh, Bonifant from West Liberty, that dude, he he put in forty four points in that game and. And LMU um, won by one point. Uh, Terrell Simmons and and all those they were a squad last year. Um, <laughs> and it was just, it was just exciting, like that the West Liberty game, the, the Final Four game. I had to get up off the the scores or the press row, opposite side press row, and, and go up in the stands because I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> like, I, like I, I just went up and like the top row of the bleachers and, and just kind of just stood there and you know i was pacing back and forth you know because i was wanting them to win you know it, it you know trying to get our first national championship so so that that's probably my favorite memory of all um how about the opposite side of the coin your horror story so far <clears throat> excuse me horror story so far um let me see take your time Got all day. And if there's many of them, go ahead and just fill them out. I've had a couple. Horror story. Um, this past year's baseball championship. Um, it was the final game. It was Catawba, uh, Tusculum. And uh, third inning, the sun was out and we had a lightning delay because there was a storm within eight miles. Oh. So we had, to, we had to get everybody off the field. And, um, so we come back in and, you know, Tuscan, you know, scored a lot of runs and it was, uh, the bottom of the seventh inning, Catawba scored a ton of runs to tie it up. And here comes a storm out of nowhere. I'm talking about like a major storm and, um, that there was hell in the system and, Tusculum was up was up one point. Excuse me, one run. I'm sorry, and um, and there was a ton of hell in the system. We couldn't pull the tarp, and within two minutes, the field was completely unplayable. And it was the championship day, so basically, <laughs> oh man. So so basically, we couldn't finish the game, and that that was that was the horror story, and. You know, it, it's happened like once in 20 years. It's, uh-huh. it's one of those things, things that you just can't control. But, um, you know, had some 
But at the end of the day, you, you want the game to get finished and you want to declare, you know, a tournament champion. But um, that that was it. It was just bad, and uh, <laughs> there's really nothing we could do about it. But that that's my horror story. That that that's that's my worst case scenario story for you. I guess you could say. Were you guys able to finish the game? No. We, um, uh, like we declared. We uh, declared tournament co-champions. Uh, uh, Catawba got the AQ because they were the regular season champ. So. Okay, easy fix. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, when you see other SIDs within the conference division or even the country, and you, and you look at them, <clears throat> and you say that is a good SID, what are some characteristics or some some things that they do that make you say that? I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit on that okay. last question. Okay, my bad. No, no, I coughed. Oh, you're good. Um, when you see other SIDs in the conference division or, or even the country, uh, and you look at them and you say, that's a good SID, what are some things that they do or what characteristics do they have that make you say that? Um, a lot of them that, that I would say is is they're quick. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. get their, their stuff out quickly. You know, not not in a hurry but but they're quick you know um things like players of the week out before noon you know you know they do a little video to go along with with their players of the week or or their all conference or something like that you know i'm graphics you know if they're throwing out really good graphics you know i was like wow those are really good but um those are some of the characteristics you know strong rider you know and and able to get things done under pressure because you know this is a pressure-packed business you know from you know whether you're at a school or you're at a conference or whatever division you know there's it's because our stuff is seen by everybody you know what i'm saying so so it's on websites it's in newspapers and things like that so so you got to be able to to serve who you're serving you know quickly and with good information uh one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession uh video elements after effects i would love 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 to just go take a class you know on after effects and just just learn how to how to use it because it's because i don't have the plugins because we can't afford it you know what i'm saying so so i don't have those plugins to where i can just drop a logo in it and it automatically makes it blow up and explode and do all that kind of stuff that that you know, some some places you know can afford those plugins, and I would love to be able to learn how to build some of that stuff, build it out. You know, YouTube tu- tutorials are great and all, but it's tough whenever you're trying to, you know, build something really cool and then you're having to clip back and clip back. You know, so right. so it's it's tough like that. And those downloadable plugins, you never can tell what you're gonna get. You know, it's it's scary. You know, when you go here and download this and it's going to make, you know, your logo turn into metal. And then, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because, because you just never know what's going to come with that download, you know, whether virus or something like that. So, so I would, I would love to be able to learn after effects a little more. Uh, one piece of advice you give to a student going into this profession. Experience, get experience, get experience. Um, do whatever you can do to just get the experience. Because at the end of the day, if you come to me with a resume that says you worked at, you know, Abercrombie and Fitch and Chipotle, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's no real help for me. So 
Go to, go to your athletic departments. You know, get that experience. Ninety nine point nine percent of the country is going to say yes. Please help us. You know what I'm saying? So, go get yeah. that experience. Um, <laughs> next time, or excuse me, a, a work life balance. What What do you do to have fun? To have fun, or to get um, through the craziness? You know, I'm a uh, I'm a single dad, so it's it's it's, it's pretty busy. It's, it's but on the weekends, you know, me and my daughter will go to um, we'll go ice skating. You know. I, I'm getting really good at, you know, putting together puzzles, you know, things like that, you know, and, and so like when I go home and, you know, she's not with me, I usually just kind of just chill out, you know, play a little Xbox, something like that. You know, I like going outside. I like being outside. I love swimming and playing basketball and, and just, just whatever, you know, just kind of keep your mind off things. And cause at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> you gotta be able to, to shut it off every now and then. Uh, next time someone's in Rock Hill or the Charlotte area, what's your uh, restaurant recommendation? Hmm, Rock Hill, I would say, it depends on what you like. Right. There's a really good sushi place uh, just right up the road, and they have buy one, get one free sushi. It's it's really, really good. But um, let's see, restaurant, that's a good one. <laughs> Could be a bar, my favorite place is a bar, but... Yeah, there's um the Dixie Pig Barbecue is really good on Selenies Road, and I like to go there. And there's a food tr- food, and I love that. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, just for like any questions or basically anything, what would be the best way to do it? Uh, just log on to thesac.com, T-H-E-S-A-C.com, and click the staff directory. My email, phone number is there, and uh, that would be the best way to get up with me. Or you can look at our Facebook page um, and comment or question there. And I'm pretty easy to find. You know, just, just Google Nick Bowman, <laughs> and my bio on the SAC pops up. N-I-C, you got to spell it right there, no K. And... Uh, you know, email. I'd love to be able to help. I um, I get emails all the time from you know students, you know, looking for internships and things like that. But for the most part, just log on to the site dot com and com, click the staff directory, and I'm right there. Nick Bowman, that was it. How was it? How was your cool, interview? <laughs> that was fun. I enjoyed that. <laughs> cool. I mean, yeah, definitely had a lot of fun with it. Uh, thank you for coming on. Um, was there anything that we didn't get to that you wanted to talk about? No, I, th- I think we hit it. You know, I just I just kind of wanted the the country to know that, like Division Two. You know, we're we're, we're smaller, but but we're still you know doing the same stuff. Right. And we're trying our best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So what were, what you plan for the weekend? What you getting ready to do? This weekend, I am going to Anderson for a basketball game. Oh. Okay. Yes. So I'm I'm going down for that. I'm taking uh, my daughter with me. So it's her first one. So she's super excited. So it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Well, cool. Uh, Everyone, that was episode 11 of SID Cast. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I might as well say this. A little bit of a personal note. I've got an interview, a phone interview coming up uh, at 3 o'clock today, Central Time. And. um, for a summer internship position with a minor league baseball team. So really, really excited, hoping I get that. And uh, 
I guess if you've got some sort of summer position, let me know, because I'm looking for work, and uh, I love to help out and keep doing what I love to do. So thank you all for listening. As always, we're on you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter. We even got an Instagram. I got one of those. I, I you know, horrible at checking it, but we got one. Um, so go ahead and give us a like and tell us what you think. Keep listening. And if you got a friend that gets something out of it, let them know. Uh, we love to grow our listener base just like everybody else. So thank you all very, very uh, thank you all very much for listening, and I'll see you all in the next episode.